Hello and welcome to Beer and Money, a financial fireside chat for professionals. We work to simplify your finances so you can enjoy your life. Now here are your hosts, Ryan Burklow and Alex Collins. Hello everybody, welcome back to Beer and Money. I am your host, Ryan Burklow. With me, my co-host, Alex B. Collins. Hey buddy, how's it going? Good, good. Um, we've had quite the conversation prior to coming on air here, and um, uh, there's probably a good reason that we didn't record uh, <laughs> much of our conversation as we do go off on our own tangents. Um, but I think you all are really going to enjoy today's conversation. Alex and I were just discussing uh, really kind of a maybe a value system or this thought of why people get concerned about talking and planning around their financial situation. And everyone is different, but I think we may have hit the nail on the head for, for at least a huge chunk of people, right? There is no one size fits all. We all know that, but I think this is a huge chunk. At least this was for me uh, prior to me entering, really entering the industry in the capacity that I'm at today. Would you agree, Alex? For you? Oh, absolutely. Like this is it's it's a huge conversation. And it it's one of the things that because I didn't really internalize this early on in my career, like it always just like I didn't it really hindered me because I didn't I didn't understand the concept. So let's let's dive right in because I have a feeling we're we're going to take up a bunch of time and we will down go down rabbit holes, but I think this will be That's a fun one. one. The, the conversation is why is it people uh, don't really love to plan financially, right? And we're not talking about actually sitting down with a financial planner. We're talking about just in general why is it we don't sit down on a yearly basis, a semi-yearly basis, a basis at all to actually have a plan financially. For me, and I'll just start speaking from my point of view, and Alex, you're you're good at obviously bringing in your point of view, and they're (laughs) always vastly different, which I think what makes this podcast a bit unique. From my point of view, I think many people actually don't sit down and talk about money or, or financially plan because they're truly afraid of having to give something up today so that they can have a better life later on. So they have to yeah. suffer right now. Yeah. So what you're talking about there is the the concept of of uh, suffer now, play later, versus play now, suffer later. And like you and I, like growing up, I always thought about it from a standpoint of like, okay, well, it has to be a bit of both. It can't just be all one. Um, you know, I, I think of the parable of the the ant and the grasshopper, where uh, the ant just works all like the ant colony just works all summer and doesn't enjoy the summer, but they have food. The grasshopper plays all summer and then doesn't have food in the winter. And the the moral of the story is that you need to plan ahead because winter is coming. Um, and uh, like to to me, I always thought that it was a it should have been a balance between both the grasshopper and the ant uh, because you need to enjoy summer when it's here and at the same time prepare for winter. So that was actually a really good analogy, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> um, 
I, I'm going to cut to the chase, and I think many of you probably are, many of you listening already understand where we're going to go with this. We think <laughs> the possibility of having a good life now and having a better life later is there. And it's really based upon mindset and philosophy and what's really important to us. Absolutely. It, 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 it has to be that balance because it, if it's suffering now, well, at some point people are going to stop doing that regardless of what the better life is in the future. And so it, it can't be suffer now. And at the same time, if we choose the other option and go the other extreme, well, then we're like dooming ourselves down the road and we can't do that either. So it, it has to be finding that balance. Um, something that you and I have talked to a tremendous amount um, across a wide variety of topics here in over the over the six months nine months now that we've been doing a podcast yeah the the big thing that I think a lot of people consider when they're when they even talk about money is well if I have to if that if I have to be conservative or I have to proactively plan that means that that brand new car that I've been waiting to buy, I'm not going to buy. Or that nice vacation that I've been meaning to go on is not going to happen. Or that brand new Apple Watch that I know I probably don't need, that means I can't buy it. So therefore, my life today is not going to be that good life. Right. Like, it's as simple as that. And I've, I myself included have gone through this exact conversation. I was just telling Alex prior to this that I don't know how many times I've considered going out and buying a brand new car. And I don't need a brand new car. My car is only five years old. And yes, I drive a Hyundai Sonata hybrid. Um, and yes, I really want to buy a luxury vehicle. You're trying to who make knew Ryan was it? Who, who knew that Ryan was a tree hugger? Yeah, right. <laughs> but <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is I and then I started looking at it from the perspective of if I buy this new car, what it, what what do I give up? That's actually really important to me. Right. And if you've listened to this podcast in any way, shape, or form, you've probably heard me mention Maui at least once. <laughs> like, Maui for myself and my wife and my family is just a special spot that we truly enjoy going to. It's a, a really huge experience that is ultra important. And that car, while I definitely still want it and I may pull the trigger, right? The fact of the matter is, is I'm not looking at it from the standpoint of I don't get a good life if I don't buy that car anymore. Because I put it into perspective, what's really important for my family and I. And granted, that some might, some of you might be saying, "Well, the Maui trip is still spending money, right?" It's still spending money. It's not that we're not telling you to not spend money. That that's not the point of the conversation. The point of the conversation is actually consciously making choices as to why you're spending money and what is the value it's truly bringing you, or is it just the fun of getting something new? I mean, it's it's not too terribly different than like dieting and exercise, right? Um, I mean, if we think about it from a standpoint of um, like dieting, like there's a ton of people in this country, myself included, that that absolutely love to eat as opposed to uh, eating to to live. Um, and so as a result, um, you know, it, it happens. It we wind up in this scenario of oh, well, I want more. 
when we went through this conversation with my four-year-old the other day of like why she can't have candy for breakfast <laughs> and like trying to have that conversation with a four-year-old is a little bit different but the, the right. concept is still the same and that is it, it, we have to create balance and by like eating a good healthy breakfast eating fruit having a smoothie having eggs ha you know having some protein all of these things together are going to help create balance which allow us to you know, down the road, yes, we can have some treats. We can have ice cream for dessert or have a piece of candy later on in the day, but we can't do it without that solid foundation. Uh, the same thing applies in, in finance. And that is like, we're not telling you not to spend money. We're all going to go spend money, whether it's a Maui trip, whether it's a car, whatever it is. And so much of it is just a matter of like, okay, what is it that we care about? What are what are we truly passionate about? And then having the the discipline and the responsibility and the accountability to to be able to follow through on it. Like so much of the reason why I see people not wanting to have these conversations is because they're afraid to pull back the curtain and you know show the man who's actually creating the all and powerful Oz. Like we have these personas of ourselves. And they're they're not like once you start pulling back the curtain, you're afraid that it's going to be different. And like that might be true, but at the same time, if we don't pull it back now, it's going to get infinitely worse later on down the road. The more we continue this behavior, and so so much of it has to be, you know, making sure that we're having these these conversations with our spouse, with uh, our advisors, whether that's uh, an accountant, an attorney. A financial planner like ourselves, even just friend or family, um, without that accountability piece, like we're doomed to to suffer in the future. And it's not saying that we can't enjoy now. It's just making sure that the things that we're choosing to enjoy now are the things that are critically important to us and the things that we really value. And it's hard as heck to do. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Right, like as as we've been discussing this, I'm going through my head of why did the Porsche come up into my head? I saw a commercial, and then I happened to go to the website. And then, by the way, Facebook is brilliant at marketing. On my mark on my Facebook feed, all of a sudden, Porsches are now being advertised to to me. Right, like American society knows how to get Americans to spend their money. And they're really, really, really good at it. And you have to not follow the herd in that mentality. And you have to have your own philosophy, which we've had plenty of conversations around that. And it's difficult, right? Like the best person in the world still does and buy stuff probably on a whim Hopefully it's smaller stuff and not like the $100,000 Porsche. <laughs> right? And, and that's not to say, by the way, not to buy the $100,000 Porsche. If you're a car enthusiast, go buy the stupid $100,000 Porsche. I'm not a car enthusiast. I just happened to drive one and I'm like, oh, that was really cool and it felt really nice. And I was like, that'd be really nice. I haven't had a, a luxury car to that extent. Yeah. And, there's uh, a few years ago, my wife and I took a trip to, to Italy. And we were staying at a little uh, agro-turismo, uh, like a working farm um, that was a, a combination working farm and bed and breakfast out in uh, Tuscany. And we were talking with this couple 
and they had uh, driven up to the Ferrari factory. And for you know something silly like seventy-five bucks, you can rent a Ferrari for like a couple hours. And the the it's crazy that the town that and the surrounding area from the factory is essentially just a hundred percent beholden to Ferrari. If you drive a Ferrari, uh, people will flash their headlights at you and have you turn left in front of them. They'll stop on a highway. <laughs> like police officer, they'll pull you over, but like they'll just say, Hey, keep it within reason. They won't actually give you a ticket. Right. Um, I mean, there's like, there's at least that was the, the experience back then. Uh, please follow the laws and the, the, the driving laws in Italy. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was this really cool thing. And, and Heather talked to me about it and she was like, Hey, do you, do you want to go do that? And I'm like, yeah, that'd be really cool. But I don't, I don't want to take a day to go out of our way. Cause we have these other things planned. Um, and in hindsight, like if I'd gotten behind the car of a Ferrari, I might own a Ferrari right now. And I don't, want to own a Ferrari right now. I'm really, really glad that I didn't. Um, there's actually a couple examples of, of uh, people in my life that were trying to get me to drive these types of luxury cars. And, and uh, thankfully, I'm down every single time. But man, is it, it's addictive. Yeah, it, again, it, we are constantly being marketed to no matter what we do. Like, think of, you know, we've got these phones. Right. I downloaded this stupid Mario brother game the other day for Nathan <laughs> and he was playing on it. And then I started playing on it and it brought back, brought back memories um, from childhood. So I started playing it. And then for me to continue playing it with this, with different levels, I had to pay a fee to get access to it. And guess what? I did it. <laughs> so it just continued on and on. And so it, it's difficult. So this is a long-winded story of we're getting marketed to, and it's very difficult to actually hold your philosophy. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I mean, so much of this is just, again, it goes back to discipline and accountability and having a philosophy and making sure that you you focus and you spend your time and your money on the things that you care about. Um, and, and really, this is, it's a long-winded way of saying that it's not suffer now and enjoy later or enjoy now and suffer later. It has to be some combination of the two. Otherwise we're shortchanging ourselves and, and you can have both. And one of the ways we actually have both is through proper planning. The, the more planning that we do, the the better we we are at managing more and the more things that we're to accomplish, easier it is to find the today to be able to do the things that you truly care about and at the same time to have to be able to set the dollars aside for the future that allow you to do the things that you want to do in the future takeaways that we're trying to hopefully <laughs> uh, get across without without rolling the horse back over is <laughs> is look we get like you know spending money is fun like, at least for me, I, I actually enjoy spending money. I've, I've already made the joke that between my wife and I, I'm the one that spends the most money. And over time, I've learned to dial back my spending. And I still have a really, really good life right now because I'm spending the money on, on where I want it to go and the value that it brings. Now, do I do ad hoc spending and spend extra money here and there? Yes. But 
it's purposeful. And Alex brought up, you know, having a financial plan or doing the planning work. I think that's a neg. It, it's a negative con connotation. It's kind of like the word discipline. It's it's negative because they think it takes up so much of their time to do. An hour conversation with your spouse about what's important in terms of where you want to spend money, and then you base every decision off of that. That's actually not that long big of a deal, right? You're, you sit down with your wife and you're watching Netflix, maybe have a quick hour conversation, and don't even have to be an hour, 30 minute conversation around what's important. That can change everything for you. Yeah. So have the yeah. good life today. Yeah, have the good life today and, and build a, a better life in the future. I mean, nothing's promised in the future, but, the, but without working towards it, it's gonna be a lot harder to obtain. And, and so much of this is just having conversations with your spouse, with your wife, with your husband, with your kids, with your parents um, around like, okay, what are the things we can do to, to hold ourselves accountable and, and make sure that the dollars that we're spending are, are really going towards the things that we care about? Like why, like it, it amazes me that we don't do this more often. Um, and like when I talk to, to families and couples and going through this, like so much of this is just like, aha moments for them of like, yeah, budgeting is not telling you what to do with your money. It's telling it, making sure that we understand and identify where it's going and then to have a frank conversation around, okay, well, is that where you want it to go? If the answer is yes, awesome, keep doing it. If the answer is no, okay, let's just work towards changing that. And it's incremental changes over time. It's not like most of the time it's not wholesale changes because like, that's like dieting. It's just not going to work. So have a good life now and work towards having a better life later. You can have both. As long as you have the proper planning and the proper conversations with people, that possibility is there. That's the whole point of this of today's episode. In our next couple episodes, we're going to really dive into the weeds around, okay, what does it mean to have a good life now? What do you do to do that? And then we'll have another episode talking about having a better life later. I would argue, Ryan, that uh, it's not just this episode. The entire podcast that we do is around building a good life now or having a good life now and building a good life for the future, a better life for the future. Yep. I think that's why you and I do what we do. So we hope today's podcast is valuable. We hope you started thinking about just different spending habits that you have and really considering what value it's bringing so you can have the good life now and, and and be able to have them plan for the future at the same time. So uh, check us out at beerandmoney.net. Uh, and at the bottom there, you can reach out to us there with any questions that you may have, uh, as well as answer our question of the day here, Alex. Yeah, question of the day is, how? Wh what is? what does it mean to you to have a good life now? Like, hmm. how would you define what a good life is now? So we'd love to hear your responses for that. So check us out. And as always, Mr. Collins. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and it's not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only and coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and immigrants are not affiliated with founders like the Governing Securities Guardian or quantified financial partners and opinions stated by their own. 
Guardian is subsidiary's agents and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting information. Please help your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ, NCC, North